welcome back to Yankees on the Prem. We're here to recap the season finale of what has been a truly unique season, mostly due to COVID. We're here, um, well, I just wanted to say we'll be covering the FA Cup final between Chelsea and Arsenal coming up before turning our attention to the Champions League. Champions League football returns August 7th and ends on the 23rd, 20 days before the English Premier League starts, which is on Saturday, September 12th. Now, to recap uh, all the fixtures, the last of the season, uh, Chelsea beat Wolverhampton 2-0 at Stamford Bridge in a game that was uh, pivotal. It would decide whether Chelsea would make it to Champions League and the Wolves would be playing Europa League. Leicester lose at the King Power Stadium to Manchester United 2-0, another important match where Johnny Evans uh, apparently thought he's still a United player and had this awful, awful challenge after Chowdhury foolishly gives the ball away uh, in a dangerous area. He has this awful challenge on Martial and uh, then um, a howler from Schmeichel and uh, that gives Lingard his first goal of the season, 98th minute. Yes, you heard that right. That was his first goal of the season. Next, Southampton beat Sheffield United 3-1. And Newcastle lose to Liverpool 1-3. West Ham and Villa tie one all. A superb strike from Jack Grealish. And astonishingly, uh, West Ham draw with Yarmolenko like, while Villa are still celebrating, literally right in the next minute. Um, huge result for Villa as they stay up. Uh, a massive accomplishment. For, for the club, for Dean Smith and, and his staff. Burnley, they lose to Brighton 2-1. And while we're on the subject of Brighton, Brighton today have confirmed the signing of Lalana from Liverpool on a free transfer, which is, I, I think, an, a fantastic signing for Brighton. Arsenal beat Watford 3-2 at the Emirates. Uh, it was actually a pretty comfortable game for Arsenal, and then it it got a little bit nervy, but I'm sure the Gunners and their fans will be happy to be sending Troy Deeney down to the championship uh, after those comments he made. I think it was in 2017 about Arsenal lacking cojones. Uh, Manchester City beat Norwich 5-0. Crystal Palace draw with Tottenham 1-0. A goal from Harry Kane and they, Mourinho's men secure Europa League. And the last uh, fixture to recap is Everton. They lose 3-1 to Bournemouth at Goodison Park. There's a goal from Moise Keane, but it's not enough for Everton. That's probably the only silver lining. Uh, shocking result. Eddie Howe's men, however, they came out and uh, they, they came out and, and they they fought for survival as best they could. Obviously, they needed to wait for some results. They needed West Ham to beat Aston Villa, as Watford did indeed lose. It wasn't enough. Villa drew with West Ham. And so Bournemouth are the team going down. Uh, there was a goal from... Joshua King, Stanislas, and Solanke. Uh, so Solanke continues his uh, his fantastic run of form after going quite some time without scoring a single Premier League goal. And maybe he can continue that form in the championship. Now, for our talking points, we're going to start a little negatively today. Uh, we're going to see if any of the relegated teams have a chance of coming back next season. And that is, of course, Norwich, Watford, and uh, Norwich, Watford, Bournemouth, and Bournemouth. Bournemouth, bro. Bournemouth, yeah. you okay. fool. You just spoke about it. My bad, guys. Nah, that's a blooper. Yeah. Okay. And those teams are Norwich, Watford, and Bournemouth. So, guys, three clubs. Uh, who, who do you think is who do you think is coming back next season? Out of the three clubs, I don't think 
either of them will actually. Well, I think well, they've lost too much money. Well, they, 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 there's this saying about being a yo-yo club, meaning you're always in and out of the Premier League. Uh, what are the chances? Yeah, but, what are the chances any of these clubs get relegated and come right back up? I honestly don't think it's any like just because of uh, the coronavirus impacting financials. Like, you know, the the TV revenue is almost non-existent for championship sides, so they mostly depend on uh, I believe ticket sales. Like it was, but now that we're still in the virus, you know, even if stadiums open up like they plan to, hopefully around October. I'm hearing it's only about going to be about 25% capacity, so how much are they really going to get? And, and, and footballing-wise, you don't think any of, there's not enough quality in any of these teams? Um, no, because like their top players, I believe, like we spoke about it last like, two podcasts ago, I believe, they're, they're going to get picked out. Like If Bournemouth by somehow are able to keep Ake and their, their, their top players, then yeah, I'll give them a chance, but I highly doubt they will they would want to stay in the championship considering they know how good they could be somewhere else and well, that club top clubs want them uh jonathan i i want to say that uh bournemouth uh eddie house been their manager since i think uh 2012 he, he's almost 10 years at the club and uh he's done a fantastic job with the club i yep. i think I, I agree with you anderson uh i don't think jonathan uh, understands how important Eddie Howe is and how good of a manager Eddie Howe is. Yeah, was, like you know, his, this, is a, his, this is a one-off season where everyone else kind of no, did well. He, yes. His job's not on the books. No, no, no. I understand that books. completely. So you're, so you're trying to tell me there's that, better quality at the, in the championship? At the end of the no, I don't no, I'm not saying that. With I'm saying the, the players, players themselves are going to want to leave. Besides, yeah, how many players the, are actually going to leave, though? We spoke about it like... What, a few days ago? Maybe a week ago. You lose two or three players, you still have a squad of Premier League players. And a Premier League manager. I don't think a lot of those players are Premier League players. I mean, you have a, a handful. I mean, this Joshua team King. This team finished in the 10th last year. Steve Cook, Callum Wilson. I think the biggest problem when it comes down to Bournemouth is investment and the ownership in the club. They're too small of a club with such a small stadium that they haven't grown in the amount they should have with all they, the Champions have, League revenue. I'm have, sorry, with all the league Bournemouth revenue they've gotten. a footballing identity. They and do. They have I'm not taking that away from them. They have stability. Especially what they've done and since, you know, starting in League 2 and working their way all the way up. They have stability, which is exactly what Watford don't have. Uh, not only that, but uh, you take uh, a look at Norwich. Uh, Norwich have this sort of philosophy in, in, of football, but it, it just it didn't pay off and they refused to change it. So. I think, I think, I think, I think uh, Watford are screwed. Uh, mainly because, you know, like you said, they, they had no stability. They changed managers uh, pretty frequently. Um, For manager. Norwich, it, yeah, Norwich should be a little... It's tricky because Norwich is not a bad team. They just, you know, the, the that a manager came in with new ideas, like you said, and they couldn't really back up the style of play they wanted to. So they're, they're, they're kind of a yo. They, they could probably be in the playoff or on the edge. They probably won't win the championship or finish second. But I think Bournemouth have enough quality to come right back up. And I think that's what's going to happen. Um, the qu- the quality is there, but like I so, remember, the, Johnson, the club is going to take Johnson, a financial who, hit. Johnson, who do you think Bournemouth is going to lose when now that they go down? That Definitely Ake, okay, and I think he's one of their biggest pillars, like we mentioned before. Right, but I think I, I mean he's not he's not going for cheap. Really yeah, he's mean, going he, for fifty he, million. Exactly, but because of all the money the club already lost and the money they're going to lose by dropping, plus Bro. not having TV deals and 
minimum, you know, cap on their stadium if attendance is opened jo- Jonathan, up. Jonathan, there's bro, this so applies to all championship teams too. It's jo- not yeah, just Jonathan, Jonathan, Okay, Jonathan, but that's not that's not the argument we're having right now. The discussion is, are they gonna come back up? I don't so think who's, they will. Who, who will come up instead of them? Jonathan, they're in a okay, lot the, better no, position. No, no. You asked me out of the three which are coming up. I just don't think neither of them are coming up. And I don't think there's enough championship. There's enough quality in the championship. To be like Bournemouth, it will not come back up. Jonathan, financially, I think Bournemouth are still in a way better position than any other competitor. Yeah, any championship team. Any club that goes down also comes out with parachute payments for the next two years in which they get relegated. So I don't think the financial issue is the biggest problem. I really think out of the three clubs that any club that won't come up is going to be Watford, just because their whole ownership. Um, it's just, it looks shambolic. Like they don't know what they're doing. I mean, you can't have four managers in a month and think you're running the club correctly. As far as Norwich goes, I know they were the bottom of the table, but they also had a little over a million dollars in investment alone this year, which is mm-hmm. literally nothing when it comes to the Premier League clubs. Um, if, if they spend their money right, they like I said, they're guaranteed a lot of money from the parachute payments and even just being in the league, so they could actually come back up next season if they invest. Oh, yeah, and I agree with you, Frank. I think... Um I think Watford is in probably in the biggest trouble. Uh, Norwich's manager, he has a good idea of what he wants to do. And I, I think Bournemouth, you know, if they don't, if they don't, it's, they'll finish in the top six. They probably, they might, they may not win the championship or finish second, but they're good enough to finish in the top six places. These, this is a team that was playing well against Manchester City. This t- and it's not because of Ake. No, they, they had role players playing really well. The manager knows what he wants to do. Okay, this is a manager who was going to uh, uh, work for Arsenal like two or three years ago before they hired Emery and all these guys. So they'll be fine. You know, they're, they're going to be okay. And I don't think the financials are going to be that impactful to them because, like Frank said, they get parachute payments. And they'll be able to hold on to most of their players. You know, you're going to you lose Aki, but then that funds the rest of your team. Yeah, and you can I, pick I, up I, other I, players. I wonder if the likes of Joshua King and Dominic Solanke are going to leave. I, I mean, where's Dominic Solanke going to go? He scored four goals in three years. I, I know. I, I I mean, I think he can. He, I mean, what a time to, to, to come into form, right? I mean, or am I wrong? No, yeah. I mean, take it with you to championship and, you know, exactly. be the main striker. Exactly. Be the main number nine. Um, I think Bournemouth losing Ryan Fraser was, on a free transfer was, was terrible. Was t- yeah. Terrible. Terrible bit of business on their end. But I still think they'll be fine. And, guys, I just wanted to um, loop you in a little bit on Norwich. Uh, Norwich signed. Uh, Norwich have been making a couple signings. They signed a Norwegian player about a week ago, um, and now they about was, a week ago. <laughs> and now they've signed. Uh, <laughs> they signed a fullback, a 18-year-old fullback from Sunderland. So they're certainly in the market, uh, trying to invest for the future. And according to Sky Sports, uh, Sky in Germany is reporting that Bayern Munich are prepared to pay 20 million euros to sign Norwich City right back Max Ahrens. Uh, they want a, a, a backup for Benjamin Pavard, and it's also being reported that Bayer Leverkusen are also interested in the 20-year-old. So, uh, Norwich could be making good money off these players, right? It's not like they're going down and losing everything. Yeah. I think like, I think they'll benefit more from selling these players than keeping them. I, I disagree with that. I think the money isn't the issue. There's no reason really to sell the players. See, I, I have a feeling that Norwich kind of played their season thinking that they're going to go down anyway because when you don't make any investment into the Premier League, then you really... Are showing that you're not really interested in staying. So, I mean, you're guaranteed. Point, that's you're guaranteed a few hundred million just for staying up. So why even bother? Solid point. Uh, wasting I, all that I think, money. I think if they really, really wanted to stay up, they would have signed. They would have sacked Daniel Fark. Uh, no, he's a good manager. Really? That because his record. He's, this, this he's, in the he didn't have the players to back up his style of play. 
Well, I mean, he's definitely not going to get them in the championship. I mean, the championship is easier, easier to manipulate than the Premier League. True, but is it, don't you think Norwich's vision for the future is to, is to come back up to the Premier League and stay there? No, it is. It is, but I feel like maybe get a year of the system in. Yeah, okay. So, guys, I, so what's, the, what's the general consensus? Because Jonathan thinks nobody's coming back up. Uh, Shady, who do you think? Do you think anyone has a chance to come back next season? I think it's probably Bournemouth, uh, Bournemouth the most with the with the biggest chance. So I I, um, I, I was actually reading some uh, second division uh, like banter, I guess you could say online, and uh, uh, lots of fans, the even Leeds fans, United are saying that Bournemouth are way too good for the championship and they're gonna wreck the championship. Exactly, like they're they're gonna be more than fine for the championship. Uh, for the championship. All right, and you don't rate. Norwich or Watford to come back up or even challenge for a playoff spot? Um, maybe Norwich challenging for a playoff spot, like in the probably the seven, eight, six spots, uh, and then maybe sneak in. But I don't think Watford. I think Watford finished mid table. They uh, they're they've been poor all round. Okay, and and Frank, what about you? Uh, like I said, I don't think Bournemouth are coming back up. I mean, I'm sorry, I don't mean uh, Watford are coming back up just because of their mismanagement. But I do agree with Jonathan as if Bournemouth does, do have a few key players that they can't afford to lose. I don't think finances are the issue, but I'm pretty sure. They and Norwich should come back up next season. All right. And so we're going to move on now. Uh, we're going to talk about our favorite. Guys, I hope you, you thought this one through because I had to think this one through. Uh, your favorite moment of the season from your own club and then from a club you don't support. So should I start off or do we all have ideas? No, you go. I didn't think about this at all. Yeah, go, go ahead and start. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, my, my favorite moment of course, of the Shady, season, the most professional one. And... My, my favorite moment I am of the professional. Season, uh, I think uh, would have to be uh, humiliating. Uh, and this is really recent, but it have to be humiliating Manchester United in the semifinal in the FA Cup. You guys know how much I hate Manchester United. You guys know uh, how much I hate... Well, not the, I, yeah, I hate him. Bruno Fernandes, the diver. Uh, he, 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 he finally, King. he finally lost. He finally lost with Manchester United. So, and it was because of Chelsea. Like, I'm so proud of that moment. I want to give an honorable mention to when we beat Arsenal two one. When we beat Arsenal two one, and when did you when did you guys even beat them? That this was way. I think this was like back in November or or January. Uh, I th- I think it was a, a Hudson Odoi set up Tammy Abraham. Anyway, it was it was a two one victory. It was a, it was amazing. That's the best I'm able to mention. And my favorite moment from a club I don't support. That's really tough. But uh, because the season had a pause, and you know, I'm sure there's moments I'm forgetting, and I kind of had to come up with a moment last minute. I think it would have to be Watford's revenge, and when they just smacked Liverpool three 0 that, that, what the fuck? That that was yeah, that was <laughs> that was beautiful because they deserved to win that first uh, match. I think it was at uh, uh, at Anfield. Yeah, they played better than them at Anfield, and Liverpool still got the three points. You know, typical bullshit. And uh, typical <laughs> bullshit. What the hell? <laughs> you know, you know, Liverpool, you know what? Liverpool put uh, put out a solid four out of ten performance, and then they walk away with the three points. Bro, you, know, typical, you guys been you guys typical... put out four out of ten performances every week, every week. <laughs> And still got Champions League. I don't want to hear it. Bro, who else is going to get it? Leicester City? With the, with the fraud, <laughs> Brendan Rodgers? Fraud. Okay, so yeah, those were, those were my two favorite moments. Wasn't uh, he just your king a few years ago? Uh, I have to. <laughs> I'm <laughs> obligated to support my team blindly. Bro, I swore. I swore John Joe Shelby was the next David Beckham. 
I swore. John Joe Shelby's not bad. John Joe I, Shelby's not I bad. Swore, yeah, I swore. David Beckham. Jay, some respect on John Joe Shelby. I swore Jay Spearing was the next Steven Gerrard. Okay. Oh God, those were dark times for Liverpool. Jay Spearing. Okay. And Charlie I, I, I will. I will. Okay. First of all, he was good until we signed him, and then he became bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you destroyed Charlie Adams. Bro, I'll die by my team. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so who wants to go next, Shady? You. Um. All right. Looking I don't even know. Nah, bro. None of that shit. This is this is a more this is a more subtle moment that you guys may not understand because you know you you guys your clubs aren't that great. But <laughs> I'm sorry, thirty. Oh I'm sorry, thirty God. years. Thirty years. I'm sorry. Thirty years. <laughs> Clubs aren't that great. Oh my God, Bro. yo, Shady, I will mute you right now and and, and make you think you're kick, still talking. Mute me. Kick them better. Kick them better. Me. And have you think you're talking this whole this whole is podcast? It, is this an Xbox Live part? Who you gonna kick? <laughs> Kicking you, fool. Okay. So who the fuck is playing shit in the background? No idea. Jonathan. Is it? Jonathan, That's probably get, my neighbor. Get, Jonathan, get your sweatshop under control. Yeah, Listen, the kid escaped, so, all right? So, uh, <laughs> for, for our listeners, uh, to, just to update you guys, ever since Jonathan was sacked, he's started running his <laughs> sweatshop. See, I, I do have news on that. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I actually did terminate my contract with my club. By mutual consent, right? The, the, fucking yeah. poser. Our, our listeners no, no, it, it, it was a mutual consent. Our, our, okay, yeah, okay uh, Jose. Jose Mourinho, yeah, coach. <laughs> Oh, it was a uh, mutual consent. Former coach? Yeah. Uh, are you are you back no, on the job okay. markets? I, I am. I already got rehired. The, the game has evolved, Jonathan. Your tactics are outdated. <laughs> Listen, I'm a winner, and I already got hired for a private high school. All right. Okay, Jose. <laughs> Wishing you the best. Damn, go, yeah, go, for the the big bucks now. go for the Champions League final to high school soccer. You hate to see it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, Shady, so your favorite moment, your subtle favorite right. moment since your club is so much better so, than ours. I mean, that's just a fact. I'll continue. Um, So, this, did you fucking mute me? No, you're not muted. Oh, Why do you okay. think that? Because I got mad quiet. I'm like, this motherfucker. I'm not right. speak. <laughs> yeah, you better fucking let me speak. All right, listen. So, my favorite moment from this season... uh had to be the 2-0 uh was it 2-0 yeah 2-0 victory against Manchester United uh when Van Dijk scored the header and Salah scored uh the last minute goal uh, with the Allison uh long kick um I always say that's my favorite moment just because uh I don't know if you guys know this but Liverpool have always had this issue against Manchester United we'd be playing great all season and then face them and either you know, tie or lose one no, nil. It's not, it's not just Liverpool shape. First of all, I think it's hilarious that both our best moments of the season are victories against Manchester United. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there is a clear bias. Thank God we have Frank here because this. Is that, it's like, not even no, a bias. I mean, I understand. Liver- I understand Shady's bias because it makes sense. You know, it's the two best clubs in England. I don't get yours, but it's okay. Yeah, two best clubs. <laughs> two best clubs in England. Get out of here! Get out of here! Only separated by finish- history. You spent the past the past ten years of finishing mid table. Fucking bum! What are you doing? Mean, <laughs> Fuck! It's your not man- even an your manager is the gym teacher who hasn't got a clue what he's doing. He finished above you, <laughs> bro. You, bro, yours is a lunch lady. <laughs> oh, Lamps is a lunch lady now. The highest scoring midfielder in the Premier League is a lunch lady. Bro, show some yeah, respect. A- show some. <laughs> Anyway. No, but I I, I always say the Liverpool nerve. Liverpool the nerve. It, yeah. I always say, bro, you you bash Lampard every day. Stop, okay? 
cool. Bro, get your sweatshop yeah. under control. Yeah, we got the sweatshop again. <laughs> listen, it's not my fault. My neighbor has a noisy ass kid. <laughs> okay, listen. Um, so I always say that the Liverpool Man United one, just because uh, Liverpool have had this issue, uh, especially when it came to uh, David De Gea, where um, we would play really well and then we come up against Manchester United and we kind of like, you know, would draw ourselves in our shell and we'd be scared to do like what we usually do and it usually came out with the negative results and this is the first time in a long time we've actually beaten the Manchester United at Old Trafford so it's uh it's no, I mean we beat the Manchester I, I, I beat the, the like, Manchester sorry I feel, I honestly um, as a Chelsea fan I feel your pain because like Manchester United will be shit all season and then when they and play then put, us, up, put up a they, performance yeah, against they, you. They, they put up like a 10 out of 10 performance against the top six sides it's like the most annoying thing ever Every, so, time, yeah, so, every time Manchester United played Chelsea, Marcus Rashford decides he wants to become Cristiano Ronaldo. Like, it is the most <laughs> annoying thing. I mean, fair play to him, you know, for showing up for the big matches. But as a Chelsea fan, it's so annoying. Um, yeah, so I think that's the that's the biggest part for me because there's so many times when I would feel... Like, this is this is, this is a prime example. I'd feel confident going up against Manchester City. I'm not, I'm not concerned about Manchester City coming to Anfield or us going to, going to Etihad. But when I see United on the schedule, I'm like, fuck, like, we really got to play them right now. Like, we're, we're, we're in a good run of form. They're going to ruin everything for us. So seeing the, seeing the ball go to the net twice was relieving. And they didn't really do anything that game. And it kind of confirmed to me, like, all right, we're going to be champions this season because this is a team that's always given us issues and we've never been able to deal with it. So it's nice actually getting over the, over the line and getting over the hump and actually, like, you know, having a good result against them for once. Um, okay. So and, and your favorite part uh, of the season? from a club I don't support. I actually, so this one's maybe a little biased, but um, I uh, I really 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 liked uh, the goal that Trezeguet had against uh, Arsenal uh, for two reasons. Okay, so I shit on Trezeguet all the time. Uh, like a lot of you guys know, I'm Egyptian. Uh, I mean, I still don't like Mo Salah, so there's no bias there. But I feel like Trezeguet gets a lot of a lot of shit. Uh, especially for me because he doesn't finish a lot and I go against Arsenal it uh it kind of brought Arsenal back to earth um they had one against Liverpool and Manchester City and they uh they you know they met Villa and Villa needs Villa, Villa needed a win to stay up and that's the reason they stayed up this season so he scored a goal that's memorable and he's he started improving later on in the season and hopefully next year kicks on and hopefully uh someone picks him up like a bigger club picks him up because I think he's a good player I just think he's He's, rare, he's a very raw talent, and uh, I'm glad he was able to do that to Arsenal and help Villa stay up, because I think Villa's a good team, and I think they deserve to yeah. stay up this season. If I'm not mistaken, he, he he had a decent performance during the World Cup with Egypt, no? No, he played really bad. That's why I fucking hate him. But... Was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. Are you, are you uh, sure? Jonathan, no, bro, no one... bro, bro, spying from Marcelo Bielsa. <laughs> bro, no one for Egypt had a good no, World no, Cup. I, 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 I can confirm that to you right now. <laughs> Nah, we lost, I mean, we I, lost I, to Saudi I Arabia. The game. Before I mention my favorite part of the season, I also want to mention that um, Menu losing to Chelsea wasn't part of the season. I mean, at least not in the Premier League. Are you so hurt? Are you yeah. so hurt that you got to like try to like find a, a, a loophole so, through it? You're so petty. It's not a loophole. Though. You're so it's petty. He's like, actually, sir, that was a false uh, statement. Uh, I'd like to inform you. That oh, fuck you. How about that? <laughs> I mean, 
I can't. Yo, what a trashy thing to say. Shut up, shut up, Frank. We're skipping. We're skipping. You should get. You should. You should get. You should get. You should get. This is why we all hate United fans. I'm not even joking. Actually, our They make up an excuse for everything. Technically part of the Premier League season. All is at the wheel. We're gonna do fine. Yeah, shut up. We finished above you. All grabbed the wheel. <laughs> oh, all from, right. from a all shit right. poor season. All Congrats. All right, all right. Let, let, yeah, let, let, let's give Frank his five seconds of fame. Frank, what, what, what are your favorite moments of the season? So my favorite moment of the season was actually against City when uh, Bruno came on. Oh, and, and he pushed Pep? Or he shushed Pep? <laughs> no. Uh, the assist for Martial on the free kick, the chip over, uh, I believe it was Aguero standing on the back line, and it went over them, and Martial just put it in the bottom left corner. That was gorgeous. That was the day we beat City. Was was it a one 0 victory? I, I forgot. I uh, know. I think McTominay scored, right? Yeah, he scored right. last minute. And and Manchester United didn't get a penalty. Uh no. Well, it, it was technically three one. You know, it, the rest just hadn't caught on to Bruno Fernandez yet. <laughs> uh okay. <laughs> 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 I mean, I don't know what else to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Frank, please give me that fan. Frank, you're done. You're done. You're done, Frank. I, I, don't, I don't want to hear no more. I don't want to hear no more. <laughs> my favorite part of the season for another team was um, the it was very early back in December when Wolves played when Wolves beat City, and Triori completely bodied Vendy off the ball on the back line when they were trying to hold it for oh, the time. Oh yeah, that was beautiful. Two one, and um, I remember it was that. a gorgeous goal from I believe it was Jota, no Rodriguez. I have to double check. Jimenez. But it was Potter. just the tackle on itself was just beautiful because it was relentless. He didn't stop running, and he's such an aggressive winger, if you call him. Yeah, that. I think I think Man City were up two one, right, and then losing three two. So, yeah. so like, yeah. do you think like uh, Frank? I remember uh, it might have been a couple podcast episodes ago. You you said Jack Grealish, you like you love him. He's like David Beckham, and then I like almost had a well, heart attack. He really just reminds me of. Uh, David Beckham, mostly because of his looks. But, but yeah, um, so dude, he's mad. He's, he's mad cute. So what about? Uh, <laughs> oh, there I you go, nothing guy. wrong. Nothing wrong with calling a guy Jack, cute, man. Twenty twenty. He's cute, according to Shady. No um, homo on God. Uh, Frank's. <laughs> I, I I've noticed you really like Adama Traore too. So like. Oh, I think he's amazing. Is there anyone yeah, you want? Is there anybody you want to compare Frank's, him to? Like any legend? Because of Frank's word, he's a beefy boy. He's a. <laughs> 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 well, besides being so. Uh, Gorgeously muscular. <laughs> he's, just, he, he's, a, he's a powerhouse. He doesn't stop running. He gives us all for the team. He's not scared to make challenges. Jo- Jonathan, what, what were your favorite moments of the season uh, for, oh. your, for your club and then for a club you don't support? So my favorite moment was probably one of the most simplest matches. Uh, it was the 3-0 against Burnley simply because I actually was able to go to Stamford Bridge for that match. That's right. That was um, great to see. That's so, yeah, it was, you know, it's, it's different for watching you know, TV for 16 plus years, and then being able to finally show up at the steps. Uh, so that that's you know the memorable. That's sticking with me forever. And in terms of favorite moment for another team, uh, you know, I, I attack Shady a lot, but I, I would have to say it's uh, Liverpool getting the title, well, oh lifting my God. the title actually. What? Yeah, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nah, Jonathan's known what I've gone through, all right? He's seen it firsthand. Who cares? Listen, I met (laughs) Shady. He's not your therapist. I met Shady like 12 years ago now, and he was always that delusional little kid in high school. Oh, we're winning the league. We got Fernando Torres. That's every Liverpool fan. All right, right, you really going to see about Torres right now? Okay. (laughs) No, but just because, 
you know, Liverpool used to be such a dominant team back in the day. Hopefully, this is like a turnaround. I just like seeing a competitive league. Like, I don't want... It's the same argument I have for people that are like Madrid and Barca fans. I can't watch a league where it's going to be the same two winners every year and occasionally Atletico Madrid. Jonathan, I've got the league for you. Are you going to say MLS? No. <laughs> <laughs> no don't I, bash on my MLS I've, I've got Actually, I've got three leagues for you. Uh, go go uh, ahead. Uh, Bundesliga, Serie A, oh, and League 1. <laughs> Wait, what, what was the question? He said it wasn't he, a question. I just can't support teams that are like the league is just won by the same two, maybe three clubs every year. So I told him to watch some Italian, German, and, and French football. It's really well. It's really, well, well it's, the, it's, the Italian league was a lot more competitive this year. Uh, it was. I and yet they still had the same champion. Yeah, but I think they're building from the changing. Inter- it's changing. It's not like the Bundesliga where you know the season starts and you're already given to Bayern Munich. Where 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 where. Uh, Bayern Munich, in order to compete and win the title again, steal the talent off their second biggest competitors, Borussia yeah, Dortmund. Dortmund. I never understood that. Like, hey, Dortmund, you want to you want to win the hey, league? Look. Stop selling your players to freaking Bayern. Dortmund. I mean, they can't do. It. Players want to leave, but Dortmund's gonna be really good next year, especially with Haaland and Sancho. They get to keep Sancho, so. Right. Yeah. They'll, uh, I mean, d- d- they signed uh, and bro, they signed Jude Bellingham. Are you fucking kidding me? Fucking Birmingham City retired his number. That kid's a legend. Oh yeah, that's stupid. They retired his number. <laughs> yeah. I, like, what did you, the hell did is you this? guys see the list of retired jerseys? And then like it's Jude Bellingham on the list. I can't remember too many people, but it's like Javier Zanetti. But he's Maradona like an absolute—he's he's an absolute legend of football. Maradona and Zanetti right off the bat. Oh, Maradona oh. for Napoli—they retired the number ten. They retired the number four for for Zanetti. And in that list of all these amazing world-class historic footballers is Jude Bellingham, some seventeen-year-old kid from from Birmingham. <laughs> I really don't know what the what you were laughing about, cause kid, kid, kid played forty four times, man. <laughs> and, and he's he's won a bunch of silverware for his club. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that manager mode in FIFA, bro. All right, guys. So we're gonna talk about now um the the Golden Boot and Golden Glove winners, which were uh, Jamie Vardy and Ederson. Uh, Nick Pope came really close for Burnley to win, uh, tying Ederson for that for that sixteen clean sheets, but he didn't quite get it. Jamie Vardy. Uh, he won the Golden Boot for Leicester, uh, Englishman. I can't remember the last Englishman to win it. I, it must have been Harry Kane, and I'm guessing uh, and Wayne Rooney at some point, some many moons ago. <laughs> but uh, so in first place <laughs> is Jamie Vardy with 23 goals, and right there on his heels was Pierre Emerick Aubameyang with 22, and Danny Ings for Southampton with 22, and for assists Kevin De Bruyne uh, ties Thierry Henry's legendary record and for, for 20 assists. Second place was Trent Alexander-Arnold, a fullback with 13 assists, and fellow fullback Andrew Robertson with 12 assists, which is just a stunning. Yeah, that's a very interesting fact, actually. Stunning, stunning numbers. Clearly, the fullbacks push up all the way up. So, I mean, st- I mean, they're getting dangerous crosses in. I mean, but they, you know, they both have amazing crosses. You can't yeah. take that away from them. So, so guys, uh, anything you want to say? Do you feel like these players deserved it? Oh, and of course, we have to talk about Ederson as well, 16 clean sheets. Uh Nick Pope coming close, but uh, Burnley couldn't keep a clean sheet the last match of the season, so they won. So he's left with 15 clean sheets, and Ederson edges him out by one. And uh, David De Gea also finishing third above Allison, which is like shocking because you know his form has really been questionable this season. But well, uh, Allison didn't play like 10 games this year, so yeah. Oh well, that explains it. That does. So uh, De Gea being know. third and in, 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 uh, third with most clean sheets in the league is. Is uh, interesting just because you know his yeah. form's been so unpredictable. 
What do you guys actually think about Nick Pope? I'm curious to know about that. Nick Pope, Burnley goalkeeper. He's a really good goalie. You think he's really good? He's better I than Jordan Pickford. I think, I think he he's better than Jordan Pickford. So uh, he's, he should be the, should be the English starter soon. Uh, Frank, I'm surprised you're quiet. I know you want to weigh in. You always talk about these English keepers, and besides, you have Dean Henderson in the ranks. So, what do you think about Nick Pope? I believe Dean Henderson and De Gea finished on the same amount of goals. I mean, clean sheets. <laughs> Thirteen, yeah, yes. Not goal. Oh, oh okay. Um, Thirteen. I, it's a shame Nick Pope didn't make it, but I guess you know Ederson is the better keeper. I mean, it's no easy feat getting fifteen clean sheets as Nick Pope. Definitely, I agree that. What's his name? Pickford is completely overrated, completely mm-hmm. frantic. He looks like a panic at the back. I would hate to have him as my goalkeeper. I don't know what he's gonna yeah. do next. Um, yeah, he's, he's definitely off the stop for wow. off the spot for number one. No, no luck I, I wouldn't say I hate him, but I definitely feel like he's not. He's he's not England number one material. No, I hate him after um, the World Cup shit. What in the World Cup? Oh, the shootout with Colombia. He's referring yeah. to. Didn't you guys lose that game? Yeah. Exactly. He, 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 he had. T- oh, so you're being well, biased? Well, okay. Well, he, of course. Well, he done this brilliant job. He done this brilliant job where he he wrote down on on, on his water bottle where all the Colombian players were gonna kick. Yeah. Where, where, I mean, where, which, I think that's part of the coaching, the uh, training, the what's, the goalkeeper coaches. That's not really him, but you know. Still, I mean, he's well, prepared. Nick, I mean, he knows he's how to read. So. It's the biggest stage in football. I mean, he was prepared. You're not I mean, prepared, Nick Pope reminds me of a young Courtois. So. Does he? Yeah, what I think do you guys really see in Nick Pope? I mean, I think he's a, he could be England's number one, but I don't think Courtois. That's I a, mean, look, considering he got 15 clean sheets with, no no offense to Burnley, a, a mid-table team, uh, they wouldn't have the greatest offense. But, I mean, yeah. Sean Dyche, you know, he's not going to play beautiful football. He's probably going to have his uh, defenders, you know, the defend with all their lives, and he's going to yeah, have his well, forwards it, defending. You know, it, you know it's, it's, defend. still, it's impossible to I defend mean, for 90 minutes. I mean, Norwich and Bournemouth did the same thing, and they're relegated. So there's, you know, it's it's some it means something to have a good goalie behind them. So Nick Pope gets a lot of love. No love for Ederson, anyone? Uh, he's in City. You know what? What he's not gonna see a lot of. Oh, action. I'm sorry. I didn't realize City's back line was amazing. No, but the, the you know the midfield <laughs> and the four line are just gonna hold up the ball. He's gonna see the ball maybe what three four we'll times. Let's talk about match. a goalkeeper that can not only play between the three sticks but plays with his feet. No, no, no. On top of that, that is a really good goal. And, 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 a good goal. No, was, his he, kicks if, are incredible. Listen, if he was Manchester United's goalkeeper, he'd have 14 goals this season. You guys got that reference? <laughs> yeah, he'd be taking all the penalties. Yeah, because Manchester City were, the, were thinking about having Ederson take uh, penalties. I mean, have you seen have you seen his penalty? footwork? Like his his accuracy on those long balls, and the power that what he generates from those kicks. What is his accuracy on those long balls? Uh, I would have Probably to look hard. it up, but just from the games that I have seen, like yeah, and just he, on top of that, like I said, he knows how to play from the back, long or short. He's he's just an amazing keeper. But also, the, have you seen his goal kicks? They basically reached the other goalie. I think with the the City Liverpool game, I think Allison and him are going back at it. Bro, if that's if that's the standard you're going by, then Jordan Pickford is God. No, <laughs> I'm, but does Jordan Pickford have the accuracy that? And I, I, oh, guys, also, also, uh, just to sh- kind of shy away from this for just a moment. Um, there's also like the most passes completed, which was Virgil Van Dyke, and in second place was Rodrigo with about 700 less passes than than Virgil Van Dyke. Uh, Harry Maguire uh, in that list. Who? Harry Maguire's third. Yeah, um, the surprisingly, right? I mean, uh, that, I mean the stat. I mean the stat now is I mean, null and void. Jorginho's <laughs> in ninth, which I think he was first last season, which is uh, yeah. Oh, and so, 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 is actually so, about Jorginho. Your pass so master the, is not so even. So the one quality that this that he has that, that, that this guy <laughs> lives by was not even the best at. Yeah. <laughs> nope, he no, was top it, nine. It's, it's been a difficult season for him. But uh, guys, Bro, so, what, what's difficult is that fucking haircut he has. Like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> 
Yeah, hey, it's, uh, it's the COVID haircut, true. all right? Um, guys, Jamie Vardy, Kevin De Bruyne, let's talk about them. What does this accomplishment mean for their careers, for their clubs, for the rest of the league? What are your thoughts? I mean, Shady, I, uh, he has something against Vardy. I have no oh, idea yeah, yeah. No, no, is. no. We, we actually touched on that. We actually touched that a couple of episodes back. He said he hates Jamie Vardy more than he hates Everton. So, yeah, I don't get it. Like, Jamie I, I, Vardy I already, is already, scoring goals. I don't even hate Everton like that. You know, when, you, when you're when you aligned, you don't consider yourself with sheep. So, <laughs> uh, I just think Jamie Vardy is kind of overrated. I think if he wasn't English, he wouldn't get the love that he's getting. He had tw- He's 23 Regardless goals. Regardless of that, he's been it's producing two, so many goals for Leicester. goals. What, 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 what do you mean overrated? <laughs> Say that to all his 23 goals. He's the top striker in the league. If he's overrated, then... Then tell me what do you think about uh, Mohamed Salah with 19 goals or Harry Kane with 18? I mean, Mohamed Salah is also very overrated, but okay. So, oh, Harry so, Kane so, also so, very overrated. So who's not overrated? Who who who's really world class? Sergio Aguero. Raheem has 17 goals. What what's your opinion then? Overrated I mean, or just a one? No season? no no. He's nice. Shady, your your opinion. This is so he's this, nice and Vardy. This, this is why we gang up on you on the podcast. Your your this, that opinion like it just he's not overrated. Bro, he finishes. Like what do you expect from your striker? To, me, was like I, a, to be completely honest, I would I would love to like agree with you if you had some sort of claim or way to back it I, up. I'm I'm going to back it up right now. Okay. Go ahead. Why does Jimmy Vardy not play for England? Because Gareth Southgate's a oh, wanker. Yeah, no, that's not true. Gareth Southgate from it. Why did he retire at age 29? Because he was seated on the bench. He wasn't and why is he on the bench? Why is he on the bench? Because Harry Kane is a golden boy. Harry Kane is a golden boy of England. Because, because they know Jamie Vardy does not give anything uh, uh, else other to... Uh, sorry, can I, let me start again. Bro, you get cancelled. You get cancelled. You good there? Jamie Vardy does not offer anything else to the team besides the goals he scores, and sometimes half of them are penalties, all right? Well, he does not. Let me remind you, if Harry Kane had played it square in the game against Croatia, uh, that would be England in the finals, not Croatia. Look, so... I just look. I just don't think I don't think Jamie Vardy offers much out of taking penalties and scoring one-on-ones on fast breaks. I think if you replace him with someone else in Leicester City, and he could probably offer a little more than what he offers. He's a very one-dimensional kind of player. Okay, Shady. Uh, that's but it works for Leicester. No, I agree. It, yeah, but I'm, saying, I'm, but I'm saying if you put him it, it, in a different team, it doesn't work for another team. Uh, what about Kevin De Bruyne? Oh, oh, what do you say? Pass master. <laughs> My God. 20 assists. Oh, uh, 20 assists. High Thierry Henry's record. Um, doesn't break it, but still, that's pretty amazing. I think, I, think he ha- I think he had 22, but two were knocked off. Really? Yeah. They, oh, they like, took the assist away I mean, afterwards. He, I mean, he knew. He, 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 no, he no, no. Yeah, he's yeah. no, he's he, he, he's good. We don't got to worry about him. Yeah, he, he spoke about it and, and he said uh, that he'd spoke with Thierry Henry about possibly breaking his record when they back when Thierry Henry was assistant manager for Belgium under Roberto yeah, no. Martinez. Um, but yeah, just a fantastic performance from him. All right, so that's uh, that's our Golden Boot and Golden Glove winners and top assist and top passers for the for this season. Uh, now. Guys, we have to talk about uh, this sort of renaissance for young managers, right? Or yeah, it's, it is a renaissance. Um, Arsenal, Chelsea, Manchester United, uh, all have young ma- managers and former players in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Mikel Arteta, and Frank Lampard. So these managers are going to have their, tr- uh, you know, this transfer market to try to work with their team. It's not. It's not all his first transfer market, but it is Arteta's and Lampard's. So, how much pressure? Who has the most pressure? And and 
what are we expecting from them next season? I think most pressure goes to Lampard. Just because... They spent the most money, no? Exactly. So, you know, Lampard got top four with, you know, a lot of youth academy players, which is great, you know. But now, look at all this money we're walking around with. Jonathan, is there still a lot of pressure on Lampard if if Chelsea don't sign a, a center back and a goalkeeper for him and a left back? Well, definitely. I think that is our weakest... Even goalkeeper, you know, it's our weakest pit, uh, part of the pitch, and I'm pretty sure he knows that. But goalkeeper is definitely not your weakest part. Center back is definitely your weakest. Okay, but have you seen Keppa? Keppa's stats you know, you, came you out. You guys and it's really disgusting. You guys over exaggerate. No, how bad I, he is. I, I feel kind no, of no, bad no. for Keppa, but shady. Keppa is really bad in set pieces. Look, he can't. F- he can't our measure first, a ball. Our first but season, so, we so, got Keppa. So was David Ayo. So was David Ayo when he first came, and then he became a god. So yeah, but Keppa is improving, like. All right, when Keppel was first signed, I didn't think he was, like, world-class. I thought he had potential. Now that it's been two seasons, I'm like, okay, he's not even living up to that potential. So, might as well get rid of him. Look, the I mean, stats came out. I mean, he, there's no way to get rid of him. I heard Valencia and Sevilla. But, but oh, what, yeah. do you, what, do you, what do you get out of a loan? Like, they're not going to buy afterwards. <laughs> no, no, an, I, I, an empty I think, spot to no, replace. I, I, think they, I think Chelsea would like for Keppel to go on loan and hope that either he picks up his form where he can come back and be number one, or he picks up his form where a, a big club will come in and take him. Exactly. Uh, and don't put don't put it past Real Madrid to replace Courtois with him. They replaced Kaylor Navas, and Kaylor Navas is a better keeper than Courtois. And I, I'll stand by that. I Agreed. stand by no, that. I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, I've never heard of a keeper going out on loan and getting better. That, yeah. I'm, I mean... Have you heard of Dean Henderson? I mean... The United fan failed again. <laughs> I'm just they won the under seventeen World Cup. <laughs> I mean, for the, yeah, for the most part, for the most part, I don't think he gets better. And yet, I, I, I don't think you sell him for like fifty million, like you, like you. No, think Chelsea I, are going to take a massive loss. Chelsea are going to take a massive loss, and it was a pathetic piece of business paying seventy million for this guy, who no one had even heard of. Pretty sure it was before, eighty. Eighty, yeah, before yeah, it was 80. who no it was one, one had even Allison. heard of. Okay. And, um, all right, so I don't want to just talk about Chelsea. What about, uh, let's talk about Mikel Arteta. Uh, I think he has uh, the least pressure. Mustafi. No, I don't Mustafi, think so at all. Mustafi's out injured. He's got Pablo Mari's out injured. And they've got one, uh, uh, they've got one more center back, Callum. Uh, I forgot his name. But they've got, anyway, the point is they got three center Rob backs. Rob Holding? Rob Holding. Why am I saying Callum? Or Callum Chambers. No, it's not Callum Chambers. It's Rob Holding. Uh, so they've got three center backs out injured. They have David Luiz leading the the back line, <laughs> so um, rejuvenated David. They, they definitely need a center back, but how much pressure does Mikel Arteta have, and, and what do you think are uh, uh how much backing do you think Kroenke and the board are going to give them in the transfer market? Um, I think he's under a good amount of pressure actually. Uh, he's expected to come in and clean house and make the team better, sort of the same way Pep did with Manchester City. Uh, I mean, Messi was already no, good before he came. Sh- no, sh- surely no, he doesn't have the same amount of no. pressure Pep had when he first Bro, arrived. Bro, Arsenal City. fans have been miserable for twenty plus years. Yes, but yeah, Ar- that's true. Uh, uh, okay, or like fifteen plus years. Sorry, not twenty. Arsenal fans don't know what's good for them. They were happy when they when Arsene Wenger left. They were happy when Unai Emery was appointed. Well, that's what I'm saying. So they want they want something to celebrate. They can't have this season every year. They can't. They can't 
start off well or good enough and then tail off and then be you bad again. You can't be on a decline for like 10 years and then suddenly have no. some manager with hardly any experience come in and turn your fortunes around. I, I think in, I in, think they're in, expecting in, the, the Klopp effect and the, the Pep Guardiola effect where he comes in, fixes things, next year they get Champions he League. He won't fix things unless... I just want to point things out he, before he you kind of compare him to any other managers. I know he is, you know, Pep's right-hand man, but this is first club. No, I know. I know. No experience. But, that, but I, yeah. I still think Arsenal fans That's expect a lot, think... and he's under a lot of pressure. Well, well, I mean, yeah. I think okay, about Arsenal can, fans. It's TV. not what the. F it's... I think about Arsenal fan TV and how if they lose that fake cup final, they'll be asking for Arteta to, to leave the club. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I forgot. Their I mean, names. Probably, but at the end of the day, is the board is the what is the board pressuring Arteta to do? Maybe not That's pressuring, but but maybe not. I don't think I mean, there's pressure. I mean, he, I mean, I he, he needs results. He needs results. He has gotten pretty good results with that shambolic and he, squad. And he needs to win the FA Cup as his first goal. No. He needs Europe next year. He needs Europe next year. Surely they don't expect him to win the FA Cup. They're not, they're, I'm, they must be happy he even made it to the final. They played no, Manchester he, City in the semifinal. They need Europe next year. They're not getting it. They, what they need is Aubameyang no, to sign that what contract. They, what they need is... a. Just a Premier League season where Arteta could just focus on that, rebuild, and compete. Then qualify for Champions League. Basically, I think what the board should do is kind of what Chelsea boards did with Lampard. Gave them this season to get things going. Yeah, and then he, the man second needs season, another year. Yeah, the and then second season, year, all right. No expectations. Like, no expectations. I don't know. I feel like well, some expectations. No, you don't, want, you don't want a toxic atmosphere at the Emirates, especially when the fans come back. Bro, it's you can't promise, toxic. Don't, you can't promise them something you can't deliver. They have to spend more money than Chelsea if they want to make it just the top four. They're not going to make it top four with that squad. And Manchester City are bolstering their defenses. Uh, Mikel Arteta said... Uh, Arsenal's, uh, uh, Arsenal's squad is better than Chelsea's squad. One. Okay. Two. Ar Chelsea just got in because no one else was good. So then why didn't Ar Arsenal make it? Because they, they were worse than Chelsea this year. You said they have a better squad. They do have a better squad that has had a lot of unrest at the club. I, I don't know. Shit. Chelsea's squad I'm, is better. Arsenal's squad is better than Chelsea. I'm, I'm going to humbly disagree. I mean, Jonathan, what do you think? Frank, what do you think? Uh, They... Basically, say played like same formation player. Uh, I would say their forward line is better. Midfield, they have a better maybe not group, so much. But depending on what midfield Chelsea show up with, because it's up and down. But uh, but I, I I don't think the gap is that big between Arsenal and Chelsea. It depends who you I, buy this no, summer. No, I, well, I well, say it, it is. Either. It is now. I mean, Sky Sports is reporting that Kai Havertz wants to deal with and and you know, Sky within Sports the next are, six days. Yes. Yeah, Sky Sports is a very reliable source. They're reporting that they, Kai Havertz wants that deal done before before Bayer Leverkusen's Europa League game. He's yes, good, before Sunday. He might go AWOL. He might just stop showing up to training. And Kai, I'm not even. There's ex, no there's I'm, no shot that happens. I'm not I'm not even excited. The only thing stalling the deal is the transfer fee. Uh, but uh, look, I'm not even excited about Kai Havertz because. I don't want to see the likes of Mason Mount drop to the bench and get like no minutes. Are you I, right now? As much what? as I, are you are you joking? No. You you bash Mount all the time. I, I I don't want him to become a fringe player at the club. I don't think he should be playing every single minute of every game this season. But I don't want to see him come I, on I, for the last ten minutes. It won't do his career no, any good, he and he's one for the future. I'm gonna point out that you you don't sign players hoping to play them like every single match at every single time. I mean, you need the depth. Every club needs depth. I really don't think that's an issue to be honest. Plus the rotation. I, I, 
You guys say that, but I'll, I'll, I'll have, I'll have no, to wait. No, it's not we didn't say that. No, if Kai Havertz comes, Mason, I'll not play you no more. Uh, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying, Shady. Oh, like, he'll big, be dropped. No, he'll come in a as a big sub. money signing like that, he's going to Look, play. if you have a player who gets benched and he doesn't want to, you know, work harder and that doesn't make him want to come into the team, then maybe, you know. The team don't need him. I think exactly. luckily Mason Mount is a, is a hard worker. He seems like oh, an yeah. honest player, so he, he it would work in his favor, but his talent is not there as compared to Kai Havertz. I don't know. But anyway, Look, you right. want to improve your squad, so, you so, play the better, yeah, anyway, the, the the point, better kid. The, the point I was making was that Chelsea have already signed Hakim Ziyech and Timo and Werner. Timo. And you're going to tell me that the difference between Arsenal and Chelsea, it may not be that big this season, but already looking ahead to next season, it looks astronomical. And Arsenal are not going to have as a successful transfer market as Chelsea have How had. do you know that, so, though? How can Arsenal they're, they're attract any with top? Money. How can Arsenal attract any top players it's still without the board's Arsenal without FC. the board's bank without the Look, board's people, banking and without European want, football and without European want football. to play for Arsenal? That's what Mikel Arteta argued. Is that really true? Because like I it is because it is it is Yang hasn't signed the contract yet and he believes where does that leave Arsenal? Where is he gonna go? Yeah, but look at where look at who they brought in. Aubameyang, like I said, they even brought in Ozo from Madrid. Ozo is a problem. It's okay, a, but a huge the, but when he when he first came, he was it was it was it was like a World record-breaking class. deal. Yeah, you know they they attract big names. I honestly Ar- I don't know much about Arsenal's history, but big names come to Arsenal for some Bro. reason. Alexis well, Sanchez, Arsene Wenger, Arsene Wenger built a stability in a base that will let Arsenal attract players for the next. 10, 15 years. Okay, there that's are, a bold statement. And, it's, and Jonathan, it, I mean, it's not, true though. I, I agree though. I just think Arsenal are lacking the board. Why, 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 why is Thomas Partey being uh, linked to Arsenal right now when he plays with Atletico Madrid? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure if that deal is going to happen actually. It's, he, it's, it's they, they, all they need is the Europa League and they'll get on the right track. Jonathan, um, you, you, you said you don't know much about Arsenal's history. I just want to let you know they had this one season. Where they went a whole <laughs> the whole season without losing. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know about <laughs> that. <laughs> and they're the only teams I've ever done it. So <laughs> oh, you, you make it sound like I'm obviously blind. Obviously, I know you about know, that. It's all that MLS you watch, man. Like, it's not, it's, Yo, it, don't it, listen. Don't bash on my MLS. Yeah. Let me enjoy it. it, 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 wait, it. Um, I want to. I want to make an adjustment to my earlier prediction of who's under more pressure because this man is under the most pressure. He has to be. Yeah, absolutely. Like, okay, it, okay, you guys think yeah, uh, he, under, he, more than more than that part now? He, he must. Bro, I can he, see it. I can see Bro, it, I can he see is a fraud, and he's going to expose next year. It's going to be his second full season, third season, two and a half seasons in, and uh, he's got. They, they signed Bruno Fernandez. They got Paul Pogba fit. Uh, what excuses? So does wait. He have? So do you, Shady? You think Bruno Fernandez is basically hiding the fraudness of Ole? Oh, Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I don't. I also don't understand the transfer target. They're trying. I don't know. Get how Sancho makes them better. I mean, he does make them better. I don't get how he improves the team right now. More than a center back would improve it. No, Lindelof, uh, Lindelof is a huge problem, and Maguire is not that great either. Do they still have a uh, Bailey? Bro, he's always injured. Okay, I mean, regardless, I think he's a, a bigger problem than Lindelof. This guy goes in on every tackle, wanting a red card. No, no, no. no. Bailey's a good player, though. Bailey's a good player, though. Uh, Frank, I, I mean, I, Frank, I mean, Frank, weigh in. You watch more games than me, but like, I think Bailey's a, is a solid defender. He just can't play. You mean for those three games he's playing? That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> if he if he can stay fit, no. he's a good player. Mm. He's not. He's too reckless. He's, he's too not? rash. That's why he gets injured every game. So what about what is about he, Lindelof? He... Oh, I, I I don't like him. Yeah, I, I think I think Sancho I think Sancho's a great player Please. to buy, but eighty million can go somewhere else in the team. Yeah, so basically all your setbacks are shit. You mean like hundred and twenty? Well, they, they, I think the first bid was eighty million. Well, yeah, yeah but, but that's then not. Dorman's not gonna for. sell at that price. 
I don't know. I just think United are focusing on the wrong area right now. Juan Bissaka is solid enough. De Gea has to figure his shit out. Maguire, Maguire is just like, it's stuck there now. Like you yeah, paid eighty million I mean, for yeah, him, so you can't do much. Eighty million for somebody for a fridge, it, as they say. You might, you might as well pair him up with someone who's sort of quick and you know has movements. And uh, Lindelof isn't that no, guy. I completely you agree with that. I don't see how Lindelof is too slow. I, I don't see what kind of what kind of business Manchester United do going forward. And Luke Shaw will play a game and lose and not play four in a row. So I think that needs to be addressed too. Uh, no, that's not true. And Brandon, and Brandon Williams is. Brandon Williams isn't the answer. Luke, Luke, Luke Shaw has issues with, with with staying fit. That's that's not true. He just gets uh, I mean, injured. Well, I mean, do you mean no, fit as in just not being injured? Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. He gets this, injured a lot. He has bad ankles. Like we have, we, like we have Diego Dallo. No, I, I don't think he's fat. I think Mourinho's bugging. Uh, Diego <laughs> Dallo. Uh, where is he? Frank doesn't want him on the pitch. Yeah, we we spoke about it. Frank doesn't want him on the pitch anyway. No, so like Manu, Manu have so much dead weight that. I don't understand how. I, 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 don't, I, I don't see. I completely what, agree. I, I don't see. But look, you're, you're contributing all this to, back to Ollie. Where Ollie didn't sign Della. No, but I'm saying he has Ollie to deal with that shit, and and it's on well, him I now. I understand that, but you well, can't. Well, Bruno Fernandez. I mean, Fernandez, he got rid of Bruno, a lot of players. Bruno Fernandez was a gift from Ed Woodward to Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer, and so was Harry Maguire. Bro, what uh, do you mean a gift? That's his job to buy these players. It was a gift. Ed, Ed, Ed a Woodward. Gift. Ed Woodward is the worst. Uh, what's his position? Uh, Chief executive. Sporting director, he's a, he's he's horrible. Uh, like that. <laughs> he's a chief executive. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a horrible chief executive. He doesn't do anything right. Look, when when you think about football, I completely get you. But in the terms of like business and how much money Man United has raised through capital, they're not. He does a great job. He sees it strictly as business, and uh, you know, I mean, that, that's why the fans were unhappy, and that's why they were trying to like attack him outside his house. Frank, yeah, then like, atta he attacked his all actually. Yeah, and it and it and it worked because he signed Bruno Fernandez. Like, like he was he just he wasn't. He's only doing. <laughs> so half, like, all right, Frank, all right, all right. Shit, damn here. Frank, <laughs> Frank, he was only doing half the job. The fans are unhappy because the team's not playing well. You know, it's, it can't can't fall all well, can't the, all fall on the manager. I mean, I don't wanna I don't wanna play too much into your biased narrative, but um, <laughs> if Man United don't get Champions League this season, they lose twenty two million. My bias so narrative. It's either spend sixty million now. My bias narrative. Now. My bias narrative. Manchester United fans hate Ed Woodward. I am with you guys on this. I am All right, look, with okay, you guys I, on I, this. I, I think we're losing sight of the actual argument right here. I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is under immense pressure, and he has to get it right this transfer this transfer uh, window, or he's in big trouble next year. So shady. Basically, everything you look. said, going from Ole, Arteta, and Lampard, you think they're all focusing on the wrong areas of the pitch and they all need defensive uh, signings bro every team you, you can't i mean you no, have they had defensive so, signings yeah i think they all no, do no, need, I, I, no, i'm I, not attacking shady no, yeah. i'm agreeing i don't really think point. we all need defensive signings all three clubs but we spoke I, I, about i don't this. Th i think they're manchester going the whole city too manchester city too and and maybe liverpool now that dejan robin is no left, he's I, I mean center, i mean it's center. not like he it's not like he was the one you know setting the world alight but yeah we need another center back no just one center back in liverpool are fine everybody needs everybody uh, Jean, Jean Vertagen for uh, Tottenham. He's, he's a free agent. Yeah, he's he yeah he's left. He's left. Uh, he's Where left. To? He's left Tottenham. He's I, just a free agent. Yeah. Oh, everyone, someone should pick him up. Everyone definitely. needs everyone needs a center back. Everyone needs a center back. Look, I just think a lot of these teams are going the old Liverpool method. I think from the Brendan Rodgers days, like okay, it's like fuck defense. We're gonna go all out offense and hopefully sneak in the Champions League. Wait, and that's, I mean, <laughs> and, and, and then when a player comes along like a Virgil Van Dijk, you you know you drop you drop money on him. Man United tried the same thing with Harry Maguire. It just didn't work out. That's a uh, terrible move. So I think a lot of teams are addressing the the forward line in midfield, but, but, but you know you should be targeting Bundesliga players. 
and maybe Serie A players so, in defense. So Frank, what, what's like one what's like one good signing that'll that'll sort of make Manchester United's fortunes look bright and and you know like because you guys have been linked with Jadon Sancho and Jack Grealish, but do you really yeah, need don't, them? Don't say Sancho. Uh, uh, Sancho. No. Really? Oh my, oh my god, god, I just said don't say Sancho. But look, tell me why we don't need Sancho. Like, just give me a reason why. No, no, we're not understand. saying you, you know, don't need him. I mean, you need not, something more. Wow, it's you, nice to have good players. You, no, but besides that point, do you think Man United have a good right winger? I mean, Rashford could figure it out or... Exactly. See what I mean? Like, we don't. So, I mean, it's one thing to say you don't need this player, you don't need that player. Right, who, right, who, get, who, get, who gets benched then? Uh, oh, Greenwood? I mean, they usually put were you, Daniel you, were you just James about there. to say Greenwood? Well, Greenwood's also 18, bro. Do you expect him to play every single game no. in the league? I, I, mean, I, still, right. I still think, I still think exactly. Greenwood needs his minutes. Right. Why I not? Pulis has played a lot of games. Jordan uh, Sancho played a lot of games. They were all 18. Pulis has played in Germany, mate. It don't matter. They're at that same age, they're playing got, competitive I don't, I don't, games. I don't think he got. You know why I want to see Sancho in the Premier League? I want to see if he does better than Christian Pulisic, and this is definitely me being biased because Sancho benched Pulisic at Dortmund. And Pulisic is doing amazing in England. And I, I didn't I mean, Sancho's Sancho, Sancho a really good player. I mean, you guys also have a, that gap in the left wing, right? I mean, well, see, it's, it's kind of it's exactly kind of, what you need. I know, but he's not, not really. in the season right now, is he? Mount was playing left wing and so, William on the right wing. So, Frank, you you're, you really don't give a rat's ass about your Defense. center back issues or like... No, I know. Look, I know what you're saying. Who You asked me who do we need more, and we don't have a right winger. Unless you think Daniel you James is good enough to play in the league. So, so, Frank... Uh, uh, Jada Sancho, yeah, but, what's the price tag for him, and can you guys pay that? Is it going to pay off? Can Man United play it? Definitely. I mean, they, I I think mean, it's gonna I mean they definitely can. They have a no, war chest. They don't. I don't think so Manchester do you. United. I think Manchester United have a war chest. I think we have a war chest. And and I say that kind of embarrassed, embarrassed because it's it's kind of a shame that all these clubs are struggling financially. And and this was strategic planning by Chelsea. <laughs> Get banned. Yeah. Don't buy nobody. I guess. Um, all right. I don't know. So we'll I just think there's a lot of uh, issues. Sh- Shady, do you want to say anything before I end the podcast? Because you always do this every episode. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything for me to say? No. So if you will shut the fuck up, right. I'll gladly end so, the podcast. <laughs> guys, you can follow me at Shady underscore no. 811. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> oh, God, no. I gave you a shout out. You're going to see a fool shotgunning a beer. If you're a female. Uh, no, all right. I'm definitely no, putting that no, part out. M- mute, mute that no. fool. All right, mute you're muted, fool. you're muted, you're muted. All right, uh, everyone's muted now. I'm going to end it. So, guys, that brings us to the end of our podcast. We'll be, we will be back next week to recap the FA Cup final between Chelsea and Arsenal. Uh, you can feel free to ignore everything Shady said this entire podcast. Uh, <laughs> typical Liverpool fan. Sorry about that. And, uh, yeah, and as I said before, we are now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's uh, Yankees on the Prem, so feel free to listen to us there. We're also on Instagram, Yankees on the Prem, same name, and Twitter. Uh, feel free to uh, hit our line there. We want to hear back from our fans. We want to get feedback and maybe possibly have one of you guys join our podcast to discuss segments about your favorite club. Uh, there's 20 clubs in the Premier League. They're all worthy of speaking about. I'm sure we can find something interesting to say, and we will be back soon recapping the FA Cup final and then back to Champions League football. Thank you so much. Take care. Until next time.